Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Luke Pete Show. I am the Pete Bits. I'm joined by the Luke Bits. All right. My Luke bit on the side. Um, Luke, um, I was wondering why the music was so loud in my headphones. Uh, it's because I turned up my headphones really loud. Okay. That's, so that's that mystery that's, solved. That's mystery isn't it? solved, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've, Call changed me Hercule Poirot. I've changed my um, Twitter bio to Pete Donaldson's side bitch. Yeah. Because that's me, really, isn't it? Exactly. No one's no one's successfully managed to ascertain whether you're my sidekick or I'm your sidekick. I very no. much feel like your sidekick. I think we're very much 50-50 in this uh, relationship, to be honest. It's depressing, isn't it? It is a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, why are you wearing a hat in the studio? It's gone from being very cold, it's gone from being very incredibly warm in the studio yeah. to you wearing a woolly hat. Well, a couple of reasons. One is because it was a bit nippy this morning when I left the house. Mm. And two, because I'm, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of growing my hair longer. <clears throat> oh wow! And I'm in that in between stage at the moment. In between, and my hair is, as you know, quite volum- voluminous. So, could you, you, so are you going to do? Because your hair, if it went any longer than your shoulders, would be a bit poodle permy. No, it, it doesn't. Be a do, bit Yannick Gers. When it go- <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm very happy to be compared to that great man. But but when it goes longer, it actually goes a little bit wavier. Oh, it's not as it's not as curly. Lovely. It's not like a proper tight curl mm. like that. Um, but yeah, there you go. So that's why I'm wearing the hat. Um, <laughs> Recently, why, do you want to ask me why I'm eating um, eggs? I know why you're eating eggs and spinach because you you labour on you got you're eating an egg and spinach protein pot from mm. Waitrose, and I know exactly why because you're in one of those phases you sometimes get into where you're probably going to the gym a bit more yeah. and you need protein. No, and that's basically just, the reason. I just want I just kind of wanted an egg, but I saw the egg and I thought that looks nice. I don't eat enough eggs. Who even says that? No. But um, the egg looked like you know pickled eggs. I was like, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. But I was remembering pickled eggs. Yeah, they're really bland. Those ones. Yeah, they really are, yeah. It's like when you have cabbage. For me, if I have, if someone offers me up cabbage, I'm not bothered about it. Shredded cabbage, I'll, mm. I'll have it on a roast dinner. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. Mm. I'll call up the texture. But um, you've got to really dress up cabbage to make it interesting. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Pickled mm. red cabbage is, is mm. pickled red cabbage is up there. Mm. Normal green cabbage shredded. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you season it. It's so bland. <laughs> so it so absorbs. It's, it's like a situation. black hole of flavour. Yeah, it's a similar it just situation. Sucks everything in. Exactly. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, so you're not, um, you're not sort of. What, what, what do people who go to the gym say? You're not loading or cutting. Carb or... loading. I don't know what it means. No. No. Okay. So you're one of those people who just goes down the gym, just hits it hard, and finishes. Yeah, I, I don't think you should. Uh, what little around. gifts you get of people not what they're doing? There was a man who uh, insisted I do. I'm hi. My name's Steve. I'm making sure that nobody goes in the gym floor without a uh, a sweat towel. I was like, I don't understand sweat towels. 
because I don't, I mean, I don't sweat when I lift anyway, because all I'm doing when I lift, when I lift. Is, is, but all I do is do the lifty thing. So I don't really sweat. You just go, <laughs> yeah, and then leave. Like, you don't leave any sweat behind, really, I don't think. Some people do. Yeah. But, I remember but do someone... you rub the machines or do you rub yourself to stop yourself sweating onto the machines? That's what I don't understand. Well, I think you would rub the machine when you're finished, right? Yeah. It's not difficult but that's what understand. I do, but I mean... But you, I mean, you're, you're very much of the build of someone who's, you know, you're like a vegetarian's toothpick, aren't you? Mm. You're, not like big, you're, not, you're, not like, you're not like a big, a big frame, you know? A tsumayoji, as yeah. the Japanese might say. Mm. What does that mean? Toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Good stuff. Well, recently on the Luke and Pete show, we have talked about... Just giving people a bit of a an update, a bit of, bring mm. them up to speed. Jack Johnson, first black heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, yes. Legendary athlete, an incredible man. Great guitarist, um, great singer. <laughs> yeah, great re- performer. Reincarnated as a, uh, a quite middle of the road singer songwriter. Is that the one that goes. We're no much better when we're together. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine the original Jack Johnson being <laughs> sickened. <laughs> absolutely sickened oh, by that, that namesake. Anyway, dreadful. a bit of him. Uh, a man who got stuck, uh, stuck in a toilet block in Croatia. Oh, yeah. Um, we haven't heard back from him. He is hopefully well. A man who was hit in the face by a seal carrying an octopus. Brilliant. That uh, still uh, lives long in the memory. They were the three highlights for me. Yeah. I don't know about you, Pete. I don't know I've, what you've been, I've been re-watching uh, that man fall, like sliding down, <laughs> in a full football kit, sliding down the centre of a uh, escalator oh, yeah. on the London Tube. Enjoyable, yeah. I, yeah. I sort of stopped looking at it for a bit and then I've started again. It's just, it's got everything for me, to be honest. It's got a man getting hit in the balls with a triangle. and then <laughs> A metal and then triangle. A metal that. triangle at like that. And then him bouncing. But all the while, his face sort of, showing some real uh, puzzling qualities, I think. He's like, genuinely, how has this happened to me? Why will it not stop? Yeah. And he's very much brought it upon himself. I think drink had been taken. Do you reckon? I think so, yeah. I did. I must admit, I did slide down the centre of an escalator once in Prague when I was for the joys of spring. And uh, genuinely quite fun. Yeah. So I recommend it, unless there's obstacles in the way, the, which that man very much experienced. The detail of the escalator guy you're referring to there, mm. the detail I enjoyed the most, and sometimes with these types of videos which fly around the internet, mm. it's a little devil in the detail that's yeah. nice. The best thing for that for me is I think he's in a football kit. Yes. As in he's been playing football. So to me, that says, I've been out having a, playing five-a-side. I've, I've, I've sweated a lot. Yeah, I've had a few beers. Yeah. And that and that session has overrun and now I'm drunk. Didn't yes. plan to. Yeah. Next thing I'm on my ass on the escalator. I can't remember the last time I was wearing a full kit. Uh, well, in, you were wearing a full kit yesterday. Taking, no, but after taking alcohol, after a football match effect. Okay, right, yeah. I was in my gym gear yesterday. I wasn't in a because football kit. if you don't mind me saying, Pete, and this may be um, stepping outside of the bounds of our relationship, mm. but you are not someone who likes to go to the pub after football because I think you find it too manly. I think unless you have a for me, session. it's the only reason I play for <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're having a proper session, there's bloody no point. I think you're one of those people who likes to and this this show is partly me psychoanalyzing you, and I make no apology yeah. for that. You know, that Lumen podcast is getting all the press at the moment. Where should we begin? Um, talking about therapy. I've, I've been doing you. this with you for years. Over a year I've been doing this. And I'm, no one's given me any credit for it. I'm on a shares long you as. Yes, I'm not I'm qualified. Down. <laughs> um, but I think um, you're one of those people, Pete, that has to plan a session in advance. Yeah, massively. You, you can't Isn't spontaneously it? do it. No, I, no. I, cause you want to be in control, don't you? Drinking in the day, because that's when it would usually start happening. It would start happening at about five o'clock. I, it's too early. It's too early. Five is late. 
That's late. <sighs> I, I, my favourite thing to do, well, not my favourite thing to do, because that would be depressing. Mm. My favourite thing to do is spend time with my lovely wife. <laughs> one of my other favourite things to does do. Does she listen? <laughs> just in case she does. Uh, one, of, one of my other favourite things to do is to meet some pals on perhaps a rainy Sunday yeah. for a Sunday lunch in a yeah. nice pub yeah. and just tie one on. Yeah. Just stay there. Tie one on. What does that mean? Where's that come from, do you reckon? It just means to carry on. Give it a Google. Carry on, boo- <laughs> carry on boozing. Carry on boozing. Um, and just before we move on, because we were talking a second about, about, about eggs and protein and mm. I suppose in a weird way, diet. You and I were having a conversation about dieting and diets before we came on, weren't we? Were we? Oh, yes, we were. Yeah, fad, fad diets and stuff. Um, someone once told me, and I am someone, who I said to you earlier, who is probably cumulatively, although that is quite a hard word for me to say, clearly, cumulatively... Um, <laughs> Probably put, put on and lost 15 stone in my entire life because yeah. I fluctuate quite 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 wildly. Yeah. And a piece of advice I was given, and I understand there's people out there with medical problems and reasons why they've got different weight issues. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm mean, just generally speaking, um, and I'm speaking to someone who is one of those people, um, every single diet can ever invented can be superseded by the four words, move more, eat less. Yeah. If you keep that in your mind, you'll be fine. My um, watch- And the reason I'm saying that is because it annoys me when I flick on... The uh, a, a news website or open a newspaper at like the Metro or something, yeah. which is a rag, by the way, and it says, "Oh, new miracle diet by, by Gwyneth Paltrow." It's all bollocks. It's mm. absolute bollocks. I'm married to a scientist. I know people who work in this area, and it's all nonsense. And this is a fat guy saying that. So if <laughs> I can admit it, you guys can admit it as well. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know why I'm not losing losing weight, except I do because um, I eat very sensibly Monday through Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday. I drink heavily <laughs> and not just, you know, not, not a nice clear alcohol, uh, no. which again, still has a lot of calories in it. The Pete Donaldson diet. Very much Stella. Very much Stella I drink. Are um, you really getting into Stella? I just like a fizzy lager. It doesn't Yeah, but it doesn't have about. to be Stella. Stella to me is far too, um, it's, it's got a very, very strong flavour, Stella. Mm, no, I think it's just, it's just really fizzy and just kind of aggressive. You wouldn't my... have a pale ale, no? That's fizzy and no, cold. No, is it even fizzy, yeah. pale ale? Yeah, a lot of them are, yeah. Mm. Camden Power, that was a, it's a delicious drop. A delicious drop. Well, but, the, sec- um, the second night I always go for, I, I'll go for an IPA because um, it's quite hard. It's a lot harder to drink. Than after, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, right. The, uh, so it, it forces you to not drink as much. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm getting the edge where I find it very difficult to drink on the second day. It's, it's very upsetting. I'll I don't reach, know how I do it. I reached that particularly dubious milestone quite mm. a while ago. But um, and and just to find on that point, um, when I put on weight. I never not know why I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. If, if I stop running, <laughs> I, 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 my form of exercise I like to do is to run. I mm. genuinely enjoy it. I know a lot of people think it's boring, but I find I find it quite quite enjoyable. Um, if I don't do it and I eat whatever I want, mm. I put on weight. And, I, and and like my my sort of my only fitness I have, it's not even fitness. It's just I go in and lift some weights. That's not going to make you lose weight, is it? I'm not going to suddenly go, oh, I've suddenly got abs because I've been lifting something. Well, it's clearly that's not going to happen, is it? You're quite ripped, though. You've got to, uh, you've got to, to uh, you've got to, not on my stomach. Um, I'm, 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 I've become more triangular over the last few months. And I, I, I quite I, enjoy it, though. I fit it into my routine. If, if I don't do it, I genuinely feel a bit, ooh, a bit antsy. That's good. That's important, I think. Mm. And I, I'm quite envious of the of the situation you, you've uh, um, articulated there, which is that, Monday to Thursday, you find it quite easy to do the right things, but mm. the weekend, that's a fairly common thing, right? Mm. Um, for me, it's a different one. Mine is from breakfast time around to about six o'clock. Mm. I can make all the best dietary decisions. I'll have, a, I'll, I'll have like, my favorite breakfast to have will be like a porridge with some fruit and stuff. Mm. I'll eat a healthy lunch. Mm. And then a lot of the time, I'll have quite a healthy dinner as well. The problem is the dinner, I have way too much of it because I'm really hungry by that point. Yeah. And after that, I just pile a load of 
sweets in my mouth. I think or also, chocolate I think also like that. that I think you, um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, that was my big thing. Every time I've eaten something savoury, I've always got something sweet afterwards. Yeah, which exactly. is always a, a disaster. Yeah, and um, and then you have something savoury again. And then something <laughs> <sweet> again. <laughs> and then, but like in the evenings, I guess because you, I guess, cook at home. I mean, as I've said before, I use my oven as storage. Yeah. Um, What's in your like, oven at the moment? Uh, just some trays. <laughs> just some metal trays. I mean, they belong in there. A bag of cement like, gone hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to get rid of a fucking desk, Luke. I bought about oh, seven years ago. I had a little office. I've seen it. It's a nice and desk. I, and, I, and, I, and I bought myself a, a nice kind of um, 1950s, 1960s kind of Swedish... Um, quite expensive sort of desk. It was originally like a dresser sort of thing. Uh, aren't, you trying worked, to it it to ca- aren't you trying to sell it to Cameraman Sam? But no, no. You, just... said, you sent a message the other day with me copied in saying to Cameraman Sam, here's my desk. Yeah. I was just, I, no, I was just upset that I have to sell it because oh, I, right. I'm, I'm quite sad about it and I really like it. Because I had a little, and I bought like a really 70s kind of um, office chair. Um, but the problem is I've upgraded to one of those kind of big sort of gamers chairs, really soft. I like the one I'm sat in really, a really soft Why kind of gamers supported chairs? Um, just because I used to spend a lot of time on that computer editing fucking podcasts, so um, <laughs> well, so get I an editing chair, co- not a gamer chair. To, well, it's the same. This is <laughs> it's just a soft chair, isn't it, for idiots um, with a high back? And I'm sat there, and I can't get because it's a bit bigger than my other chair, my seventies business chair. I can't get it underneath the, the table properly. So now I'm having to get rid of my nice Swedish chair. You don't need to do that. You mean your desk? You don't need to do that. Sorry, yes. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Right. Just build the desk up on the cup of some books. No, it won't fit. It, there's, there's a very small alcove for me. Oh, to so it's move a width issue, not a height it's a width issue. It, yeah, it's a width In which issue. case, yeah, no, I can't. Oh, the chairs it. are just just about makes a gamer's chair. <laughs> does, it, does it vibrate? <laughs> oh, you. We should get one each, and we could be like Ross and Joey and friends. Oh, Joey <laughs> yes. and Chandler and friends. Yeah. Oh uh, man, never there mind. There we go. Um, oh yeah, very quickly before we move on to the interesting part of the show, <laughs> for those of you who are what? still listening, that's not in the fucking. Plan. I went to go and see Jurassic Park with a live orchestra last week. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Very good. A lot of seats yet to book out, I imagine. Yeah. No, hey. It was good. It was good. What are you talking about? Because you could tell I get it. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Just sat in the... I didn't book tickets for Did they have a spare chair for the cellos? As I, as I said to you um, on. Uh, was it, did I say to you on the Ramble or did I just say to you in person? I went to go and see the Czech National Symphony last week. <laughs> yeah. With Jurassic Park. So, <laughs> <laughs> I got it was really fun, though. It was a really good idea and it was beautifully executed. The conductor had this lap so they, so they play they play the movie up on the big screen oh. and, they, and, they, and they subtitle the film so you can still see, read so, you, so you don't have like a violin playing Sam Neill's um, vocal kind of yeah, rah, rah, rah. yeah yeah that wasn't a violin what was it yeah that was again a little bit they do moving have you seen Jurassic Park Life finds a way. <laughs> and uh, they show the, the the film up on the big screen with subtitles. Mm. And they have an orchestra, obviously, in the orchestra pit below it. And um, the orchestra are facing away from the film. Yeah. But the conductor is facing to the film, obviously. And he's got a laptop on his um, on his, uh, on his desk in front yeah. of him. And it's, it's, I, was, I could see his laptop from where I was sat. Mm. And the, the film that he was watching on this laptop... Had like a timing bar go across like that, like the um, like, like the audio D- like DDR Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, basically like that. <laughs> and so and so and the thing, but the thing is, right? If you if you if you think about it, so okay, the film starts and they play the opening credits, easy, mm. right? And they, all you got to do, mean, it's a sound mixer's nightmare. Exactly, really Peter. Is. I thought you'd be really fascinated by it purely because the example I'm going to give, I think, is the fascinating one. So they play the opening credits. That's easy because the conductor just just brings them in, keeps them in time, does all his usual thing, mm. and it ends when it's supposed to end. Yeah. 
But given that they're responsible for every piece of music in the film, mm. the bits in movies that make you jump, yeah. it's the sound that makes you jump, right? Yeah. It's not the vision. People mm. think it's the vision, but mm. it's not. When I was at uni, we did a thing on that in one of my film modules where we watched a horror film without any sound. Yeah. It's not scary. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any difference. It, mm. You're just watching some weird shit on the screen. It's the, it's the atmosphere that makes you scared. Mm. So they're responsible for the atmosphere. And there's a bit in, um, well, there's several parts of the, of the movie where, I don't know, when a dinosaur jumps into the scene or yeah. something pops through a, a piece of glass How or whatever. How the hell do you do the timing on that? Like, it was perfect. Mm. Absolutely perfect. And the violins that are responsible for the high pitch stuff, mm. they're not even facing the screen. Yeah. But it was still perfect. Yeah. I was honestly so impressed. And at one point, for about half an hour, because uh, I had an intermission, so the whole thing was up just over two hours, I think. At one point, for about half an hour, I forgot the orchestra was there. Yeah. I was just watching the film. Wonderful. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was really good. Royal Albert Hall, it was fantastic. My mate, um, a mate um, had to, or, well, he didn't have to, it was an idea that he had. Um, he put on the London Palladium, um, the music of Skyrim, I think it was. Right. Uh, the video game Skyrim. Basically, he got... Just like your video game chair and all. <laughs> he got a... Yeah. only fit 100 people in there because I've got these massive chairs. <laughs> he got like uh, an orchestra. I can't remember where they were from. They might be in check actually. But anyway, they, uh, they came over and... Uh, and performed, um, and they'd been sent like the uh, the music beforehand, obviously. Um, but their first rehearsal was like on the day of this huh. music, which is incredible. Just being that talented that you just know timing, what yeah. to do, yeah. and know how to play it together. That's how wow. you want to do live ramble shows. You don't exactly. want to rehearse. I don't want to rehearse. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, but you're not. Fuck that talent. noise. You're not as talented as them. Yeah, good point. Should we hear from people who are more talented than us after yeah. the break? Let's take a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then realise that the, the other essential ingredient is uh, a Scotch bonnet. Chip. That is uh, Keith. Keith. Chief Keith. Chief Keith. Uh, he got in touch. Oh, yes. Mo, didn't he? So, hello at lukeandpeacher.com if you want to get in touch and make a contribution. We'd mm. always be happy to hear from you. Um, legendary um, YouTuber Keith Cooks, or Keith Cooks, Keith isn't Cooks. It? Yeah. Um, heard about you waxing lyrical about his YouTube channel. Mm. Just give people a sentence or two about who Keith Cooks is. Uh, adorable man, looks a little bit like um, the Colonel Cooks, uh, good old-fashioned British food, including a long egg, notably. Yes, and so he, uh, he's he got a Using touch. a waste pipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Keith, the long egg is a legendary part of the Luke and Pete show pantheon, mm. so go back and check it out if you mm. haven't already. Uh, Keith himself actually got in touch. Is it fair to say, Pete, when I told you that Keith had got in touch, you shit yourself a little bit? Oh, massively, yeah. Because you thought, thought he was going to hit me around the head with a waste pipe. Because you thought I've been mean After about him. After a couple him, of yeah. IPAs. You, you thought I've taken the piss out of the guy here. And I don't take the piss out of it. Well, no, I think, no, I think I um, treated him, and I think we both did treat him in his oeuvre uh, with a lot of uh, love. Because I think he's uh, he, he makes me smile. Oh, somebody backtracking. <laughs> I smell some backtracking. I did not. Did not. I said he was. Uh, I said he was quite adorable. I said he was nervous. It's quite a well, nervous present presentational style, like we all have. Some of us, how, how many nervous presenters do you see around here? <laughs> Only one. 
This is this is your Jim White. This like when what? I slagged off Jim White and I had to go and work with him. Oh yeah, and I, had to, right I had to front up about it. You put it in a book. That's even worse. I fronted up about it, and Jim was absolutely a complete gentleman about it. He was like, yeah. "Don't worry about it. This, this little thing happens. Forget Don't about, worry it. about it. It's fine." He made me. And he the smallest you. man in the world by being the biggest man in the world himself. Yeah. Yeah. He throttled anyway. you with his yellow tie. Anyway, Keith Cooks. Why did you even admit that? <laughs> what do you mean? Only admit something when they found out about it. Well, that's not a way to live your life, is it? <laughs> you got to own the narrative. Own the narrative. If you're, if you and I run the country. You're prime minister, and how I'm your, how... I'm your Malcolm Tucker, and I say tomorrow morning there's a chance someone's going to find out about you with those <laughs> gaming chairs. You got to come out and make a statement. You got to own it. I no, but I only think you uh, brought the subject because a couple of people uh, tweeted you and CC'd him in, and I hate when people do that because it's proper telltale tit. Well, Your tongue will it. split, and our little doggies will have a bit. <laughs> they're going to do a lot more of it now. Anyway, back to <laughs> Keith Cooks. He Keith says Cooks. he finally got in touch. He emailed. He must have heard about the show. Someone must have done exactly what you said there. Yeah, telltale yeah. tit. Your tongue uh, will split, and all little doggies will have a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he says, hello, chaps. Somebody just told me about your podcast. <laughs> Ominous start. Yeah, it really. uh, You know the one, episode 100. It wasn't episode 100, was it? It was, because we re- cause remember, we revisited all of the old topics. Great, okay. But... I'm not going to tell him where the old one no, is. Okay. Uh, many thanks for featuring the bloody long egg and saying some nice things about me. Hmm. I'll give you a shout out in my next video. Hey. And I'll be more than happy to chat to you in a future podcast if you like. By the way, what's the best way to link to your podcast or do you have a YouTube channel? A YouTube channel. Cheers, nervously, incompetently, eccentrically, endearingly, Keith. <laughs> P.S. I've actually done over 350 videos, so search harder, Pete. Now, that implies to me that Keith Cooks is going to do a video featuring us. Yes. Now, I mean, how would I check that? Just go to his YouTube channel, I guess. Well, feature, he'll probably just say and hello to the viewers of, um, of the listeners of the Luke and Pete show. I mean, he assumes that we've got a, a YouTube channel. That guy's such a teenager, honestly. God. Yeah. Oh, have you got a YouTube channel? No, we're old school, we're podcasts. How do you feel about him actually knowing about it? He's actually got quite a lot of subscribers now, by the way. Yeah, I know, he's he's always had quite a lot of subscribers. Right, That's okay. how I found him. Actually, okay. I think I might have found him on Boing Boing, because he's sort of doing this um, long egg thing. You found, that, you found that out about him around the same time you found out that, found that YouTube channel of a guy who hasn't got that many subscribers, who spends all his time eating old war rations, mm. which for me was very unlucky to, to miss out in the top five, because I love that. Eating a hard tack. He ate a US Civil War biscuit. Yeah, incredible. It was just like eating a mothball, apparently, because it's just old carbon. Yeah, I bet it would have been in some sort of state. Um, so, yeah, that was the first. It was only fair that we opened the email section with that. Oh, good old Keith. Um, I would really like to do an email from... Um... We will have to get Keith on the phone and have a little chat. All right, yeah, sounds good. At some point cool. we will. I want to do an email from Dr. Robert Tyler. Uh-oh, it's a doctor. Yeah. Now, in trouble. last week or the week before, mm. um, I forget now... We talked about um, Pilot Gav. Yes. Pilot Gav is the new Pilot Neil. Although <laughs> He's not very the new Pilot Neil. No, we, we love Pilot Neil We've got a well. fleet. We've got a fleet of we've airlines got a couple of, now. We've got a couple of pilots now. <laughs> the airline is getting closer to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he talked about, well, as Pilot Neil famously talked about transporting cocaine mm. for a court case. Cocaine. Pilot, cocaine. Uh, Pilot Gav talked about transporting a kidney yes. for a transplant from, mm. I think, London to Glasgow or something like that. Um, and we, Pete, you, I mean, you were on brand. I asked a load of pointless questions. We were both on brand. I asked a load of pointless, probably quite boring questions. Yeah. And you asked, um, and you asked about if you could eat it or something. Uh, part- no, how much trouble would you get in if you just chomped a bit of it? Well, allow, allow, allow Dr. Robert Tyler to pick up the story. Yeah. He says, dear Luke and Pete, I've been a regular listener for a while now. I listened with great interest to your conversation about the pilot with the transplant kidney on board and the resulting shambolic medical discussions that follow. 
<laughs> yeah, neither of us went to medical school. Is he going to have a go at me buying um, antibiotics off the internet? He, he doesn't mention that. He really. doesn't, right, no. okay. You didn't use them anyway, did you? <coughs> no, I didn't. He says, I have now finished a year of research, but I've been training to be a surgeon for the last four years. Hot dog. And just completed a year of renal transplant. I feel relatively well-placed to contribute to this discussion, both in a jovial and slightly more serious manner. I mean, no, just a little bit. Before a I whole go, year of replacing... But before I go into this, Pete, he signs himself off Dr. Robert Tyler, but I mm. think when they when you become a surgeon, you become mister, don't you? Oh, do you? Yeah, now I think... Now, Dr. Dr. Robert Tyler can... can pull me up on this but I think I'm right in saying and the reason I know this is because my granddad had a, a quite a serious piece of surgery a few mm. years ago and the doctor was called Mr okay. and, I, and he asked me to go along because my nan's passed away now so he said will you come along with me and just go to the consultant mm. and I said yeah and I asked the guy why surgeons are called Mr and not doctor should you not be concerned your granddad's health I said well do it in a minute yeah. <laughs> get, get out of the way in a minute yeah. but just very quickly I'll, I'll have a few questions <laughs> uh, and, and he said to me something along the lines of and I'm, I, I hope I don't do him a disservice here that I think way back in the day mm. surgery was considered like quite cavalier and quite cowboy right. and it was so unspecific and unscientific it didn't really work okay. so they wouldn't well obviously it didn't work as often as it does now if you know what I mean because yeah. they weren't it's, as good at it and also it's incredibly risky yeah, yeah so they weren't other kinds of I don't uh, medicine think, yeah and I don't think they wanted them to be seen as actual doctors oh. so traditionally they've always been called mister which is a shame because hey, mister you go through, give me a heart transplant <laughs> you go through um, years and years of becoming a doctor and then if mm. you want to choose to go down the surgery route you you lose it anyway <laughs> back, to, back to Dr. Robert Tyler he says, um, number DMT. one, if Pete did decide to bite the kidney, mm. Hannibal Lecter style, yeah. it may not be transplantable. Oh. Um, oh, sorry, it may not be untransplantable, but it would certainly put a fly in the ointment. Kidneys sometimes have biopsies pre-transplantation, and these need stitching up to stop them bleeding heavily. Mm. A nibble would probably be salvageable, but a bite wouldn't. And lead this to say, can you please never do this? <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed the dynamic of uh, like the co-pilot going over to the box behind the pilot and just nibbling on it. Uh, like whilst maintaining eye contact with the pilot, and, and like, and if I was the pilot, I'd be like, "What else will he do?" You really are a disgusting man. What else will he do? Number two, do you remember that it was very clearly pointed out by Pilot Gav that the kidney was a left kidney? Mm. Now, according to Doctor Robert Tyler, left kidneys have a longer renal vein as it needs to cross the midline of the body to join the inferior vena cava, ah. the biggest vein in the body. So surgeons prefer these as they have a bit of stretch so to speak. Right. So they will always go for bit a left slack. kidney. Bit of yeah. slack. And number three, the opt-out program is a good idea in terms of donation of organs. However, you should still tell your loved ones you wish your organs to be donated as when faced with the situation, a lot of potential kidneys are not transplanted due to family wishes as, I've, as they have, in quotes, never had the discussion. Right. Kind regards, Dr. Tyler. Um, if, if any of my family are listening to this, I would like to donate my organs if something bad happens to me and I'm sure you would like to do the same thing, Peter. You can have half of them. Yeah, though, the though, rest I'm going to feed as awful to dogs. If Pete does, if Pete does declare now that he would like to donate kidney. his kidneys, I would just say to everyone listening, tread carefully. <laughs> Don't tread on them. Yeah. Um, my mum and dad uh, were going to be. They signed up to a um, situation situation a program to get their bodies donated to uh, Newcastle University. Um, but then, for whatever reason, it was going to be a bit of a fart on. I mean, not for them. Let's make that very clear. Yeah. They'll be dead. Yeah. Um. So they've given up on the idea, and it's like, what does it? What do you mean by that? I, d I don't know, but there was some kerfuffle, bearing like in the same manner that they're really, um, they're really scared that clearing out the loft might be a bit too much of a pain. Apparently, getting <laughs> getting a body, uh, getting their bodies up to uh, Newcastle University will be too much uh, trouble for us. So they've given up on it. 
It's such a ballad. What, what do you make of those? What do you make of those people who had themselves cryogenically frozen mm-hmm. in the hope that in the future they'll be able to be reanimated? I, I mean, it's probably not the uh, worst idea in the world. Don't you think it seems like a colossal waste of time, even though technology's moved on to such an extent? You can freeze sperm, sperm, can't you? You can freeze eggs, eggs. Why yeah. not freeze a body? What's different? What do you mean? You freeze it whatever you want, but it's not. I mean, you freeze you freeze something that small and that sort of microscopic. It's different mm. to freezing an entire body. Yeah, I know. I realise that, but that's the problem I have with it. The, the beef I had with that guy. Do you remember that sort of? I think he's Italian. I forget his name. Quite a sort of cavalier, um, pioneering um, surgeon who declared that he was going to become the first surgeon to do a, a head transplant. Yeah, is he pioneering or just a bit fucking mad? <laughs> Why are they mutually exclusive? <laughs> but my issue with it is how it was reported. Right. It's not. A, it's not a head. It's a body transplant. Right. The head what? supersedes the body in this. Does it? If it's a, if it's a transplant like that, it's a body transplant. Nah, look. Look at the percentages. You, you're more body than head, aren't you? Yeah, but the head's more important. No, well, no. I'd say that the the circulatory system where the heart is is probably more important. You could live with a fake heart. You can't live with a fake brain. Mm. I think, Actually, I'm, I think I'm starting to reconsider that. <laughs> I'm starting to reconsider that. Pointing at the old noggin. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. it was it was a really macabre and quite fascinating story in, in a bleak way because other doctors came out almost enraged and said because it, it was it was actually quite a sort of um, touching and um, and in in a way upsetting story because this guy had a, de- a degenerative disease. Mm. He knew he was going to pass away and his, he was losing bodily function every year or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, "I'd I'd be happy to volunteer for this." And and what was fascinating about it was. Some other doctors, like very learned people with experience in this sort of area, were saying, "Don't do it mm. because it, it it could be like a fate worse than death. You could yeah. be living, you could be essentially a living hell. Yeah, your brain might completely reject it. You know, all this all this awful like, horror film type stuff came mm. out. So I don't know if they shelved the plans uh, or whether it's it, ever it was a Russian guy, place, wasn't he? The, the the patient was yeah. The doctor, mm. I'm fairly certain, was Italian. But anyway, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, on to more sort of triv- trivial and frivolous um, matters. Did you see that? Um, I was looking at. Um, I wasn't looking at, but I ran into the death photos of that uh, German cannibal. Do you remember the German cannibal who uh, advertised for his penis? His penis. His penis. Yeah. Actually, made the penis. Um, uh, tried to make the man eat his penis. The man wanted to taste his own penis. Don't <laughs> we all? Bit. Don't we all, guys? <laughs> um, and uh, and he, he cooked it and he fed it to him and he's just too chewy, so he decided. I overcooked to, it, didn't yeah, he? Over, he overcooked it. You yeah. got one shot at that, guys. Yeah, come on. What's, Get, what what were you reading about it? Um, it was just loads of pictures of him chopping up the body and going, look at this, and sort of right, yeah, quite graphic. Yeah, right, okay. Where was that? What, what, what website was that on? I don't know. I don't think we need to know, do we? You just sort of walk into these things, don't you? you go, don't oh, spend all that. your time on the dark web. No. Use the normal website. I shot some uh, one man on jar last week. I know was, you did. No one wants to see it. Yeah. He was very upset. Stop poisoning minds. Stop poisoning you minds. You can't look. If you can't watch a man fishing joylessly uh, and rather business like fishing out shards of glass from his own anus, his own sake. bleeding anus, we're, we're just full of guts. We're just a bag of, bag of meat. I think it gives you more. Hope for the future. It gives you. It makes you want to seize the day see, when that, you see, you know, people doing stupid shit. So at the risk of getting high-minded here, mm. and I'm sure people aren't listening for this reason, but just for, if you'll indulge me very quickly, mm. I think that cuts to the very core. If you excuse the pun, of, of your of your mindset and my mindset. Yeah. You've said to me often before that, um, oh yeah, sometimes I'll watch these videos. On no, the no, that makes it sound like I'm a fucking deviant. It means, but I'm not averse. If I see something, well, hang on a minute. I'm, I don't go, I know oh, you're my, a oh my God, it's disgusting. Oh my God. Like, it's just life. We'll just mate. Don't worry about but it. You've, but that wasn't what I, I don't hunt them out like a deviant. <laughs> but if I walk into them, I'm like, 
Uh, we think the lady sad. does protest too much. But no, that wasn't going to be my point anyway. My I'm point releasing was, a DVD. My, my point was going to be that you find you appear to in, in seeing these graphic videos or these graphic events, mm. you appear quite quite genuinely to take solace from that. I think we're just yeah. we're just meat and bones. Massively. It reminds me to stay grounded. Yeah. We're just human beings. Yeah. We're animals. Be nice to each other. For me, I guess it probably says more about me than it does you in terms of the size of my ego. But I like to avoid that stuff because I don't precisely because I don't like to be reminded of that. Right. I prefer to think that human beings are amazing and interesting and more than that and more than just meat and bones and that kind of stuff. Whether that be true or not, I'm just saying it's a different point of view, isn't it? But at some point you go from being that kind of the 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 id dies, the ego dies. And at some point, bang, you just meet. You just meet. Yeah. It's starting to, I mean, you're just dying. You're just dying. Shall we do an email about school dinners? <laughs> <laughs> From Carl. I was thinking about, about scraps on school yes, dinners. Yes, this is about that. Is that about scraps? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The reason I'm doing all the emails for those of you who are probably going to complain about me talking too much, which mm. is the biggest complaint I get on podcasts I'm on, is because Pete hasn't done any work. I've literally, look, look, I've literally started the emails I'm going to write out, you fucking prick. You normally do printouts. Where what? are your printouts today? They're on my phone. They don't need it. Why waste paper? Why get paper involved in this? We're just meeting bonds. Digital Dawson. Yeah, okay. Trees are just trees and paper. I'm going to do this email and you're going to finish with an email. This is from Carl. Hey fellas, Pete's recent chat about his school serving up scraps mm. reminded me of an equally unhealthy story from my primary school. Now this is completely identifiable, right. relatable, but also horrific. Um, during break, a tuck shop this is during break. It's not breakfast or lunch. It's break. Uh, a tuck shop would serve sausage and bacon sandwiches for 50p a time. That's oh, a deal, that. Yeah, that's a deal. Um, these were understandably popular and would often run out a mere 10 minutes into break time. So you've got to get there early for that yeah. at school. Um, the dinner lady often had spare bread left over, though, after the pork delights were gone. And for just 20p, would wipe up the excess, the excess bacon and sausage grease using a slice of white bread and serve it up to us. You know what? That's resourceful. We had this three to four times a week and we're somehow still alive. <laughs> Jamie Oliver would burst a blood vessel. Oh, it's like when your nan used to cook with lard. It's like, oh, jeez. Bread and dripping used to be a thing, didn't it? Yeah, bread and dripping. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Does it make you wonder about all this stuff? Because we are bombarded now with, with sort of information, mm. which a lot of it, as you and I know, because we work in the media, is PR-led stuff yeah. about, you know, just one square of dark chocolate a day will mm. avoid your risk of heart attack. Or, you know, the Daily Mail, the Daily Express every five minutes. It's glass like, of wine. Yeah. Glass and, of wine's cancerous. Glass of wine's not cancerous. Everything's cancerous. Everything's not cancerous. Everything is ne very sort of negligible, the, the effect though, right? Yeah, massively. Because that, it, that's, cause I sort of think, because I always sort of think like, if I, <laughs> I don't beat myself, the people who sort of beat themselves up about eating the wrong thing or eating like a bad meal or something. Mm. Like, you didn't lose weight when you ate a good meal. You didn't lose weight immediately because you ate a fucking salad and went on about eating a fucking salad. Like, so you're not going to suddenly put on like loads of weight by eating a bad meal. It's cumulative, isn't it? It takes a long time. And we're so, I don't know, we're so sort of duty bound to have everything immediately and have everything kind of um, on a plate, so to speak. Move more, eat less. Move more, eat less. That's the, that's the message. Tough love um, from the Luke and Pete show. Do an email before we go. All right, otherwise it's going to be on. all me. Just a quick one uh, from Alastair Dinnerwell. Um, hello, chaps. Uh, delighted to hear a reference to West Yorkshire's finest Seabrook crisps in this week's show. Yes. And I just thought I'd share the cack-handed naming process for them. Uh, created by Charles Brook in 1945, he wanted to call them Seabrook's crisps, as, as in, in the his C. initial, yeah. Charles. Uh, but someone at the print shop wrote it down as Seabrook's, and he was stuck with the name on all his new packaging, so he kept the name. 
Uh, reading back that is actually quite very dull. Yeah. <laughs> actually pretty dull. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Alastair, for no. that rather underwhelming end to the show. <laughs> Never let something dull get in the no, way of our C- show. No, Seabrook, Seabrook. I it's, love it. That's the, uh, the reason I like that is because that's like 70 odd years ago, that story. Mm. That is the old school equivalent of um, a PR saying to a professional athlete, just type something like on its Twitter mm. and they just copy and paste it. So the, twi- the tweet actually oh, yeah. says, just, just write something just like, write had a great game like today. Yeah. <laughs> just write something like this, had a great game, hashtag um, the lads. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> bouncing back. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, All Pete, right. let's get out of here. We'll be back uh, later in the week. See you later, cunts. Um, <laughs> for goodness sake, Peter. I'll be taking you to get a fresh kidney now. <laughs> oh, bye. And a fresh tongue, potty mouth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.